Keep going, keep going. Amen. Amen. Appreciate being here this morning. Amen. Hope I can be a blessing to you. Just want to talk about being honest this morning. Amen. Hey, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm probably speaking to the best melons in the patch. Okay. <laughs> or the sweetest or the juiciest peaches on the tree. Okay, yeah, that didn't go over too good. And I've uh, got one more. You might be the prettiest fish in the aquarium. Amen. In other words, you got it all together. You don't need any help. But uh, I think what we all need, we all need to be honest. Amen. We need to be honest Christians. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 2, let me turn this uh, thing on. It weighs a ton. Amen. Let's see here. Am I pushing the right one? Nope. Oh, here it is. Have we got it, Brother David? Are we on? Hello. We got it, don't we? All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Ye are epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. 2 Corinthians 3, 2. Uh, my grandmother, years ago when I was growing up, a little fella, she was born in 1895, best somewhere around there. Uh, she said, I'd rather see a thief coming down the road than a liar. And that stuck with me. And uh, all my life I've tried to be truthful, tell the truth, be honest. And uh, I'm sure you people are too. Uh, growing up, an old saying there was, a man was only as good as his word. Uh, some of them old sayings are... They're not around anymore. You know what I mean? And I used to say little things to my grandkids, and uh, they don't even, you know, repeat them anymore. You know, like Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. You know, and all that stuff. And, uh, but uh, anyway, I want to talk about being honest this morning. And I'll be honest with you. I need church. Amen. 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 I, I'm honest. I, I need fellowship. Right kind of fellowship. Uh, when God saved this old sinner in 1978, I realized I had to get away from some of my friends and uh, my family too. Uh, because uh, I don't like to be around people that cuss. As a matter of fact, I won't be around people that cuss. Uh, I'll ask them to stop, and if they don't stop, I ain't going to see them. And that goes for my brother, my sister, whoever. I say, well, that's pretty harsh. No, that's right. Amen. I'm being honest this morning. And I need this. I need my Bible. Amen. Amen. This old King James Bible will do the trick. It helps me. Uh, there was a time... Uh, 
Last year, a couple years ago, I couldn't come to church. Nobody stayed with my wife. Nobody she felt comfortable with. Say, what'd you do? Well, at first, I, I really felt bad. And uh, you say, uh, what'd you feel bad about? I felt bad about not coming to church. Church time come, I just feel real bad. And uh, I felt guilty. I felt like God was upset at me. and He was mad at me. And he was going to beat me over the head. My head looked like a bag of walnuts. You know what I mean? It just, just thumped me real good. And then finally, after months, a few months, I, I just prayed and prayed. and I said, God, uh, please don't be mad at me because I can't come to church. He said, young man, just, just do what you're doing. Do what you can. And uh, the time will come where you can go back to church. Amen. It's one thing uh, to want to go to church and you can't go to church. It's another thing you can go to church and you don't come to church. Amen. Amen. And, uh, well, I'll get on with that. Amen. But honesty is the best policy. The uh, Bible says uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, it talks about Adam. Now, man started out honest. Never had no problems. He was formed in the image of God. It says, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Of course, you know, Eve blamed the... Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent, and the serpent, he never had anybody to go to. You know, sometimes we, we're not honest with ourselves. That's my first point. We need to be honest with ourselves. Are we walking with God like we should be walking with God? Are we coming to church like we should be coming to church? Are we reading our Bible that we, like we should be reading our Bible? Or are we not honest with ourselves? The one you have the most problem with is the one you looked in the mirror this morning. Say, so how you know? I know because when I looked in the mirror, I saw who the problem was. Yeah. Amen. Me. It was me, not my brother, not my sister, not my mother, not my, it was me, Lord. I, I'm the one that's the problem. And the sooner you get a hold of that, uh, it'll help you. Amen. Uh, years ago, uh, when, when something happened in the house and had two or three kids, you'd line them up and say, okay, who did it? Oh, uh, she did it. He did it. You know, nobody, nobody blamed each other. Okay, we're going to whip all of you and make sure we get the right one. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Till the next time. Amen. Yeah. Kids are going to be kids. Amen. So how you know, I raised three of them. And they was all girls. <laughs> you can't really beat a girl like you can a boy. I never beat any of them. I let my wife do it. <laughs> you know why? I want to be the nice guy. I messed up. Messed up. You young couples, uh, you better share that thing. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the wife do it all. Men. Because I'm men. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you. Lord, thank you for you being honest. 
you went to Calvary and uh, you didn't shirk anything. You said, let this, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And Lord, uh, you, uh, you died for us, buried and rose again. Lord, thank you for just uh, serving you. Thank you for the time this morning. And Lord, help me do the best I can with your help. And Lord, uh, you know I've done this a long time, but it's still a very, very uh, challenging uh, situation. In Jesus' name, amen. I surrendered to preach in uh, 1983. So you had 17 to 21, that's 38 years. And I've told a story before, the first time I preached, I went from Genesis to Revelations, and my wife was sitting with her, uh, her feet was off the floor the whole time. She was a nervous wreck, and I don't know who was more nervous, her or me. <laughs> but anyway, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, it talks about, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, and goes on down through the lovely, good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Philippians 4.8 Virtue is good morals. Amen? Pureness and upright. I've tried all my life to be real. To be honest, keep my word. But you know, there's a lot of people that they're not that way. They're not raised that way. For some reason, the truth doesn't make any difference to them. They could tell you a lie and, and, and laugh when they walk away and say, oh, I got away with that one. Well, I'm telling you this morning, just in Sunday school, I have no idea why I'm doing this because this is usually... The choir. This is the ones that usually try to stay close to God. But there might be somebody here this morning that's not really honest. They're liars. Oh, ain't we having a good time? Amen. Philippians 3 verse 7 says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. In other words, if you're going to get gained... Make sure it's honest. Make sure it's real. Decent, honorable, good, fair and dealing. Amen. Treat others like you'd want to be treated. If you don't like people lying to you, don't lie to them. Amen. Sometimes wives ask their husbands, say, when are you going to fix that? Oh, uh, I will. I'll get to it as soon as I can. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You put it off, you men put it off and put it off. And finally, Mama, she gets so upset, she just goes ahead and finishes breaking it. So you have to fix it, bonehead. <laughs> have you ever heard of Honest Abe? Wonder where he got that name. Sometimes I drive down the road and I see sign, road signs and, and uh, like heading down 75, uh, you run into 
Sweetwater, Tennessee. And I said, well, must have been sweet. Must be a place where you get sweet water. Go on past Knoxville and you get on down there a little ways and you run into Stinking Creek. I bet I know where that come from. Amen. You know what? They, they just named it right. Amen. Didn't try to lie about it. It's a stinking place. Amen. Somebody said, uh, if a person's honest when he heads into politics, when he comes out, he's a crook. 24-7, <laughs> you know. Turn on the TV, whatever you want to do. Lie, lie, lie. But I don't know about you. You know, uh, raising kids, uh, you understand what I'm saying. Isn't that something how parents kind of know the kids are lying? Amen. Say, now, do you want to rephrase that before I beat you half to death? Uh, yeah, I better tell the truth. Well, since I just told you the truth, I'll just beat you instead of beat you half to death. Amen. <laughs> Old Laban, he lied to Jacob. Jacob thought he was working seven years for, for Rachel. That gone on the wedding night. Next morning, he wasn't with Rachel. He was with Leah. Laban done lied to him again. Amen. You know, sometimes we just lie to get ahead. Hello? I wonder sometimes why people are liars. I don't like liars. I don't like dishonest people. Joseph's brethren, you know the story. That coat of many colors, they dipped it in animal's blood, took it to Jacob said he's dead. Animal killed him. They lied. Deceitful. You know, sometimes it's easy to lie. But oh, the consequences. You know what I'm saying? What goes around comes around. I've usually been preaching to two or three convicts <laughs> So you get it. <laughs> You're not convicts. And there's more than two or three of you. You see, you go to jails and prisons and preach to two or three. I've preached to one. A lot of times there's nobody comes. What do you do? Turn around and go home. That's why God put me in the prison and jail ministry. You just got to keep on going. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Are you honest with yourself? Can you look and say, I've done all I can do for the Lord Jesus Christ? Can you say that? There's a verse of Scripture in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 4. You can turn there if you want to. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 4 says, What could have been done more in my vineyard that I have not done in it? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 4. What more could you do for the Lord? Say, well, I'm doing all I can. Well, okay, that's fine. Are you praying enough? Did you pray for this service this morning? Amen.
Did you, did you pray for the service last week and the week before and the week before? Has God touched your heart when you can't be here? Are you praying for the service? You can do more. I can do more. I know that. Amen? You know, a man stands up here behind this pulpit. Uh, he needs all the help he can get. Amen. Amen. Brother Mike's been doing this for a long time. I have too, but man, I need help. I need your prayers. You need prayer. We need to pray for each other. Amen. What more could you do? Uh, let me just say this morning, my notes look like a, a pile of spaghetti that fell off the table. Amen. I'm trying to discern this thing here, you know. I'm trying to get some kind of sense out of it. Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19, it talks about Abraham. And this, when I read this, this should be what people think about you and think about me. You know the verse, you've heard it before. He says, for I know him, talking about Abraham, what he will command uh, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. He says, I know him. I wonder when your neighbors say, I, I know that guy there. Uh, Brother Mike, uh, somebody ran into... I think Brother John ran into it. He was doing, working on something. He said, yeah, I worked with him with, uh, there at AlexisNexis. Yeah, I know him. How about you? How about me? See, I know him. He's a pretty good fella. She's a pretty good lady. Matter of fact, she's a real good lady. Amen. That's good stuff. I don't want somebody, when I'm dead and gone, laying down here in front of this place right here, People walk by and say, he was a crook, he was a, he was a snot. That's mucus drainage. <laughs> it, I, he was a bad guy. What about you young people? What, about, what are you known by? Are you honest? Are you truthful? What time did you get in last night? They tell you, I... I was in about 11. No, you wasn't. I was still up. You got here at 12 o'clock. Oh, you was up? Oh, I'm, well, yeah, I guess it was a little later than 11. What do you want to lie for? Try to cover your old hides, what you want to do. <laughs> in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it talks about the Lord's Supper. And chapter, 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one, 31, it sort of, if we should judge ourselves, we should not be judged. That's pretty serious stuff. When's the last time you judge yourself? Last time for me was about before I came here this morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. I'm giving you a lot of verses here. I'm trying to trying to get most of this done here as I can. Bible says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? You've got to judge yourselves. Judgment starts right here. I've been in church services before. I went to a church 
a few years ago, and I went there service after service. And uh, I don't know about you, but Brother Estep said years ago, he said, I went to White Plains, and he said, uh, first preacher preached, and he says, I went to the altar. Second preacher preached, and he says, I went to the altar again. He said, the next preacher preached, and he said, I started crawling to the altar. I've been in services before where the man of God preached the word of God, and people should have filled the altar, and hardly anybody ever came. You know why? They didn't judge yourself. They're not honest with themselves. If you get honest with yourself, if I get honest with myself, I'm not pointing a finger all at you. I got, I got a bunch of fingers pointing back at me. If, if Come to the altar, amen? Get it right with God. Be honest with God. Do what you need to do. Amen. So this is Sunday school. You're not supposed to preach. I'm trying not to. Amen. One thing about it, I'm trying to be honest with you. Amen. Trying to be honest. Amen. Uh, are you honest? So are you honest with yourself? Next of all, are you honest with God? Honest with God. Bible says in 1 John 1, 9. Hello. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Daggone, I seem like I spend more time saying, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, than, Lord, please help me. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just need to get real honest with God. You know what? You'll feel better. Your walk with God will be better. Things will be more real than they was before. If you just get honest with God. Oh, I'm telling you. I've been going through something for six years. Y'all, some of you may know it. Most of you don't. It's a heavy load. And for six years, I've been begging God. I said, God, do this, do this, do this. And just this week, this week, Brother Mike, I felt like God says, how about what I want? Amen. I said, Lord, I'm honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I've probably been selfish for six years. Asking you what I want. And now I'm honest with you, God. The best way I know how. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Lord. That's the way it's going to be. Sometimes we just need to get ourselves out of the way. Instead of saying, God, this is what I want, this is what I want. Just say, hey, God, whatever you want. Just be honest with God. Amen. David said in Psalm 51, you know, 
That's a good psalm. David said, For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Ever. Ever before me. You know what, people? David says in verse 4, Against thee and thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. If I got what I deserved this morning, it sure wouldn't be standing here in this pulpit. I deserve God's judgment. Seems like every day. Every day. But His mercy, long-suffering, His kindness, and his, Him wanting the best for me, I'm still around. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jerry pulled up behind me when I was walking in this morning. He said these little kids running around the parking lot getting in the way. <laughs> I said, doggone you, you old man, you. I said, you scared two years off my life. I said, now I'm 38. <laughs> Amen. I'll get you, Jerry. Uh, Jerry my friend if you're not honest with God he won't he won't help you like he needs to there was an older lady lived across the road from us and uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything but it might help some of you women where your daughter's not wanting to do the dishes but grandma Nan said when she was raising her kids she said the one daughter she had just griped, complained, griped, complained. She didn't want to do the dishes. So Grandma Nan, she says, well, I'll do them tonight. Take a break. So next evening at supper time, everybody had a clean plate. But you know who? The daughter that didn't like to do dishes. What happened? She got the message. My girls made the mistake of saying that they were bored. <laughs> Don't do that in Joy Combs' house. She made them take all the dishes, clean dishes, out of the cabinet, wash them all, dry them, put them all back in the, in, in the cabinet, take them all back out again and wash them, dry them, put them all back in the cabinet. They didn't get bored anymore. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with being honest except <laughs> don't say you're bored, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Are you honest with God? Let me just say, last of all, are you honest with man? Are you honest with the people here at church? Are you honest with your neighbor? Are you honest with at work? 
I'll get down to the last part of this here in just a minute. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 17, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Remember how I started this? We're epistle read by all men. People watch you. People watch you. You don't know who watches you. But one of these days, it might make a difference on down the line. You keeping your word. If I've ever messed up, I'd tell somebody I'd be there on time and not be there. Other than that, I'd do pretty good. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. Somebody said there probably won't be no car salesmen in heaven, but I'm sure there will be. There won't be any politicians, but I'm sure there will be. Amen. Probably won't be any many Baptists in heaven. I'm sure there will be, but I don't know how many of them will be honest. Amen. I'm amazed that church people can't keep their word. Don't even want to keep their word. Don't tell the preacher you're going to be here on work day and not show up. Not call. Not anything. Don't tell them you're going to do something or anybody in here. Don't tell them you're going to do something and you don't do it. Why do you do that? You need to be honest. So this is a wonderful Sunday school lesson. I'm not, I'm not talking down to you. God knows that. I'm just trying to just maybe just make a little spark or something that maybe you've been lax a little bit and just not keeping your word, doing what you're supposed to. Supposed, what you're supposed to do for God. Amen. Let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 22. And we'll read a few verses. I'm almost finished. Time's about up. I was out of church so long I had to get back to Houston where the books of the Bible was. And I read it every day. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 22. Verse 12. Let's see what it says here. If I've, uh, In thee have they taken gifts to shed blood. Thou hast taken usury and increase, and thou hast greedily gained of thy neighbors by extortion, and hast forgotten me, saith the Lord God. Behold, therefore... I have smitten mine hand at thy dishonest gain which thou hast made and at thy blood which hath been in the midst of thee. God says, okay. You got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. Don't ever be dishonest with anybody. Amen. Let me just say that I have not always been honest when I was a lost man in Germany in the army we stayed out late fixing mess 
bed check. Well, we needed to call the CO. I was supposed to be in at one, my buddy's supposed to be in at 12. Back, there wasn't no cell phones back then. There's phone booths. So we needed to call the CO, and lo and behold, there was a German fella on the phone. My buddy Holy Cross needed to call in, and uh, so that guy wouldn't get off the phone, and he had a big friend. So I told Holy Cross, I said, go in and get that guy out of the phone. <laughs> we was about half, well, whatever. <laughs> so Holy Cross, he goes in the phone booth, try to get that guy off the phone. And lo and behold, they get in a fight in a, a glass phone booth. And I mean, they just beating each other up one side and down the other, and the guy ain't getting off the phone. The guy outside, he... He starts to go in to help his buddy, and, and, and then I, me and him get into it. And he knocks me down, and I'm on my knees, and I said, this is not a good situation. I'm, uh, I better get up. He was beating me like a red-headed stepchild. Up pulls the police. Who started this? They started it. No, no. Yeah, they started it. We was on the My buddy was on the phone. I said, he tried to get us off. Anyway, he took us to the police station, talked to the MPs. Make a long story short, MP asked me what happened, and I told him a lie. Come to find out, we had to pay for the phone booth. Sometimes you lie. You've probably told lies before you got saved. Maybe even told a few after you got saved. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to quit. Not to brag on myself. Years ago when I drove a truck, 18-wheeler, back into these docks. And uh, if you back on some of them, you had to lift up. But some of them, you'd, the bumper was out here. And when you'd hit the bumper, the dock plate would raise up and fall down in your trailer. Well, I raised, it was a roll-up door, it wasn't a swing door. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Roll-up door? Yeah. Duh! Yeah. It rolls up. <laughs> so I, I rolled it up, and uh, I thought it was, the tension was good enough, Brother Mike. I thought it would stay, you know, up there. I didn't raise it all the way. Well, to make a long story short, it didn't stay up. I crashed into that door, tore it all to pieces. So I radioed in, told them I'd had an accident. <laughs> and uh, they, I said, what happened? Well, I back, went through the door. Make a long story short, my union man, he says, you tell them that you raised the door all the way up. Uh, they're going to they're gonna get right you up. I said, no, I can't do that. And he said, well, why not? I said, I, I, I just can't do that. I didn't, I didn't raise it all the way up like I should. And uh, I told the truth. Union man, they had a meeting, took me in the office. Wednesday was a slow day 
in the freight business. They even actually wanted you to take a day off, Wednesday. The union man says, they're going to give you a day off, Tom, but they want to give you Wednesday. We're going to tell them they have to give off Friday. So, we went in there, had the meeting. Union guy says, you're not going to give Tom Wednesday off. You're going to give him Friday off. Okay. You know what the man did on, in that terminal? We call it an offering. They call it a gift. They took up about $100 for me. I had a three-day weekend. All expenses paid. <laughs> you know why? I told the truth, and it meant something to those other 20-something men that was in that terminal. All you got to do is just tell the truth. Let God take care of the rest of it. Just be honest. Amen. I'm done. God bless you. Amen. Pardon? Pray? I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you I was nervous. <laughs> Father, we love you. Lord, I know that uh, I sure got a lot of moving up to do. And I'll be honest with you, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I sure wish I was a better Christian. Lord, help me along this way. Finish out this thing right. Bless these dear people listen to me this morning. I hope that maybe it helps somebody a little bit or maybe a whole lot. Now bless the church service coming up and I pray that you have your perfect way and bless my wife there in the nursing home. Sure thank you for it, Lord, all these years. In Jesus' name, amen.